What is up, everybody? Episode 41 of the Will Wonder Pod. Hope everyone has been doing well since we last talked. Um, Straight off the top, I have been slacking on this and I have to apologize, but I have a, a, a couple of very important birthday shout outs to get to just right at the beginning of the podcast. So happy belated birthday to my guy, Tom Fitton, aka Fizzle, aka Magna's Corey Haim. Yes, it's real. Google it. Look it up. He is the one. Uh, and he's single, ladies. So if you're interested, you're in the Corey Haim into a like, you know, younger Corey Haim, not older. Obviously, he passed away. But anywho, yeah, just just let me know. I can I can point you in his direction. Uh, happy birthday to you, Tom. Also, happy birthday to happy belated to my guy Hoop, um, who was on the pod last week. We'll be here next week as well to talk some more NFL. Happy birthday week to my niece, Shiley, who, uh, you know, I was like a six-year-old uncle, so she's, or seven-year-old uncle, so she's not too far from my age, but I won't reveal her age <laughs> on the podcast, but happy birthday, Shy. Uh, happy B-Day week to my bro, Daniel Tate, um, aka, I can't say his aka because he'll get really upset, but he's a, he's a big deal in these social circles in the NBA but I'll just leave it at that. Uh, he was on the podcast uh, that we did for the WrestleMania preview a, a little ways back, but happy birthday to him. I've known him longer than I've known anybody, uh, friends-wise anyways. We've been friends since pre-K, so long, long time. So happy birthday to everybody. I hope you all had a great birthday week or you are going to have a great birthday week. Okay, again, apologies. I, I was slacking on that on the last podcast. Um, what's been going on? Oh, took my son, um, air quote fishing (laughs) over the weekend. It was really just a trial to see if he could sit there for an hour and, you know, not really catch anything. And he did great. Obviously we didn't catch anything. We just went to a little pond by my house and, uh, my wife and my son and I, and got some really good pictures and he had a lot of fun. So it was cool. So we might actually try to get some fishing done before it gets too cold, uh, in some real places where you can really catch some fish. I mean, there's fish in this pond, but you know, the likelihood of us catching anything with fake bait, the fake worm was, was pretty low, but he did great in any event. Almost finished with, um, decorating for Halloween, outside looks great put some fake bats on the on the garage so it looks like they're you know flying at night got the the lantern light bulbs so we're almost full go I feel like we're missing one thing I don't quite know what that is but we still have a little bit of time to make it happen Uh, man I, I, I you guys know I love Halloween I love Halloween time we'll get in that uh a little bit more here in just a little bit but yeah we're almost we're almost all good outside uh, inside though is a whole nother deal. We need to start doing that ASAP. Um, what else has been going on? We had an NBA media day, which is, you know, whatever <laughs> it's, it's a, a, I don't even know what you take out of NBA media day. We heard more about Ben Simmons, not wanting to be in Philly, not from him, but we heard it. Uh, we heard that clay Thompson could possibly be back in January, which is great news for golden state. We heard that there was, you know, a small number of players who won't be getting vaccinated and, uh, you know, Kyrie leading the way on that as well as the flat earth stuff. And, uh, you know, shout out to Kyrie. He's a great player and hopefully we get past this pandemic and we don't even have to worry about it. But, you know, he's made it clear that um, 
he's not the one to ask about this. I think he said that, you know, he, he wanted to keep that private, but I feel like everyone knows what the deal is. Obviously, he has to let the team know. And if they miss games due to, you know, uh, testing positive for COVID, they lose a lot of money. The team can lose uh, the game, the team. It, it's, it's pretty nuts. So uh, hopefully we get past this sooner or later. At this point, it's feeling like later, but, you know, we're all we're all just kind of along for the ride, I guess, while other people decide what they want to do. Um, what else? Not not much else has happened, to be honest with you. Uh, we have. I'm so excited to start this today. We have the 31 days of Halloween, where um, if you're familiar with my my personal Instagram, the last two years I've done um, horror film reviews, and I do 31 of them so you can watch one each day. Well, we're going to incorporate that into the podcast this year, which I'm really excited for. We have one coming up on this episode, but essentially what I do is review the film. There is a rating scale, uh, three different categories, acting score, scare factor. All those are rated one through five, one being the worst, five being the best. And really what we want to do is, or what I want to do is be able to provide you with a a guide to horror films to watch during this Halloween season. Because, you know, some people don't watch them at all. Some people only watch them around this time. So I want to be able to help you out. Some people like me watch them all the time. So (laughs) uh, there you have it. We do have the first one coming up. Obviously, this episode is coming out September 29th, but I wanted to have you ready to go for October 1st. So the first film that I will be reviewing with a special guest, which is my dad, is The Exorcist. And I brought my dad on because he actually saw The Exorcist in theaters. And, you know, 1973, he can remember that far back. <laughs> and uh, we, we had, a, had a lot of fun talking about it. And I give some facts about the films, you know, and, and then also rate them like I had said. I'll have a couple other people join me on the podcast throughout the month of October. And again, we'll be reviewing the films. Now, on the days uh, in between podcasts, I'm actually going to review films on on at the Will Wonder Pod Instagram. So make sure you follow that if you don't already. Each day, uh, I'll be putting something out, you know, minus the, the days where the episodes actually drop. The reviews will be on the episodes. So... Uh, man, I appreciate you guys. I'm very excited for this, uh, for this month, as you all can tell. Uh, last thing, just wanted to remind everybody, it is the last week to vote for the Best of City Weekly, uh, Best of Utah in the City Weekly. And again, I'll have that link in the podcast description. And, you know, if you've already voted, again, thank you so much. If you haven't, all good. Um, you still have a chance if you don't want to and you listen to the podcast, that's all good too. I appreciate you no matter what. Just really trying to win this thing, trying to get some more exposure for the pod. Uh, I think that's about it. So coming up, I'm going to have my buddy Chacon back and we will review week three of the NFL season and then uh, make some predictions for week four. After that, we will get into the review for The Exorcist with my dad, and then we will end with Roses. But before we get to all that, quick word from my guy, Dre Hollywood Rocka. Hey, how you doing there? I just wanted to take a quick second and introduce myself. My name is Dre Rocka. That's D-R-E-R-A-W-K-A. Yes, that is my legal first and last name. Don't at me. And I wanted to welcome you to my podcast, two of them. 
I have The Unrestricted Show with me, Dre Rocca, and that's where I get to sit down with some of my friends and we chat about life, we chat about new businesses, just everything with me and my homies. And then I also have my other podcast called The Isolation 20 Podcast, where it is mostly just me and we talk about different things from sports to uh, movies and, of course, the Are You Dumb moment where I give somebody 15 seconds of fame for being completely dumb and, you know, I sprinkle in some pranks in there. We have a lot of fun on that podcast. So definitely come on over and uh, give me a listen. Give me a, a, a try, trial version, if you will. Allrock.com is where you can find me. That's A-L-L-R-A-W-K.com. Okay, and I hope perfect. you have the day you deserve. All right. Just like that, week three is behind us. Week four is ahead of us. I got my buddy Robert Chacon back on the show to uh, help me recap week three. And then we'll obviously we'll make some predictions for week four robert how you doing doing real good good doing real good after yesterday's win <laughs> yeah we'll get to that we'll get to that i i uh well we'll, we'll just we'll wait we'll wait we'll get to it uh I, I'm, I'm assuming you um have ordered your super bowl ring but again no. we'll get to that here in just a minute okay uh let's let's just take a look at last week uh we start out thursday's game last week the panthers at the texans Panthers handled them uh, pretty well, 24 to nine. Uh, Panthers lose Christian McCaffrey again this season as he played three games last season, but Darnold looks really good um, in, in, uh, in, in, in space for, uh, or in replacement rather for Christian McCaffrey. Chuba Hubbard comes in, 11 carries, 52 yards. Um, you know, you have the Texans who were looking pretty solid. Uh, early in the season, the first two games, and then obviously Tyrod Taylor goes down. And we get Davis Mills, who uh, didn't look all that great. Um, anything you want to take away from this game, Chacona? I mean, obviously the CMC injury, he's out for a little while. Hopefully he can come back. Um, I mean, obviously you don't want him back for next week, but anything you take away from this game? Uh, not so much. I feel for them. I mean, obviously my team plays them next week. They did lose Jay Horn, which is – a sad, sad deal for the Carolina Panthers. Right, right. Um, yep. I did see they traded uh, for Henderson and Jacksonville, so that might help out. But you know what, man? That Carolina defense isn't too bad. Nobody's really talking about him right now. And, uh, yeah, Donald's looking great. You'd be surprised where he's at in the rankings right now in quarterback. So, yeah, he's doing his thing, and it is what it is. But, yeah, Carolina might be a team to be respected this year. Yeah, pretty surprising. And it's just sad that they don't have Christian McCaffrey. I know. I, I don't know. I don't know what the update is on how long he'll be out. but um. Uh, I know it's at least a couple of weeks. So it, it, I, I saw, I mean, again, I, I don't know what's correct, but I thought Yahoo said it was only a few weeks, but they're probably not going to rush him anyway. So I would expect, you know, longer than that, but if they can hang in and keep winning some games, he'll get a shot at the end of the year. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Um, all right. Well, let's move on to the next game. We'll spend about 10 seconds on this. My Washington football team gets totally smashed by the Buffalo bills. Josh Allen looks like, the MVP that I thought he would be um, Cole Beasley, 11 receptions, 98 yards, not too many highlights for Washington um, <laughs> uh, Gibson with a 73 yard TD reception. I will say this about Heineke. Uh, I mean, he kind of just is out there doing whatever the hell he wants, but he, he seems to always bounce back from his turnover. So I guess that's one bright beacon of light in a really shitty uh, <laughs> cave that Washington is in defense looks awful front uh the front seven can't get to any quarterback so i'm not really sure what to think of washington at this point um pretty let down to be honest but um anything that you you wanted to touch on on this game well 
you always talking shit and praising your boy Gibson. I mean, you said it. Seeing here, he had 12 carries for 31 yards. My boy Cole Beasley smoking you guys. He had 11 receptions against your (laughs) defense that you praise so much about. I mean, you had Josh Allen put up some numbers, bro. So, you know, your defense is supposed to be this badass defense, but uh, we'll we'll find out. We'll see how it goes, man. So, so last week, uh, you know, on the, excuse me, on the episode, uh, when I was talking to hoop, I had said, you know what, our defense isn't good. And I I can't figure out why we actually upgraded a couple of positions and they, they look awful. The linebackers can't cover anybody for whatever reason. We only bring four every goddamn down and, and, you know, they should be able to get to the quarterback chase young's doubled at times, but we still have three other good off, uh, defensive linemen. I don't know. Don't want to spend too much time on that. It was hard enough watching the goddamn game. Let's move on. Let's move on to the next game. Uh, the Chicago bears, uh, get whooped by the Cleveland Browns. Poor, poor Justin Fields, man. Six for 20, 68 yards sacked nine times. Like, there can you not leave a back in to try to block he, he was getting murdered out there not a great game to to really start his NFL career on uh you know his first official start but what did you think of this game anything you want any takeaways from this oh how are you going to throw him out there to cleveland what do you expect you know fucking miles garrett are you serious bro so um i fell for him um it's Chicago, bro. He didn't have much help. Fucking is Robinson even on the team? Seemed like he didn't help him out with anything. I, I know. Two receptions, 27 yards. Montgomery, 10 carries, 34. Like it was stale, stagnant. Uh, and again, how do you get sacked? How do you allow your quarterback to get sacked nine times? I mean, he, he may have held the ball a little long, a, a couple of plays, but Jesus, like he was just getting murdered out there. Yeah, man. I- it's, I'm telling people, I, I still think Cleveland is that team in that division. So I'm not surprised. I still think Cleveland's going to be one of the big contenders in the AFC. So uh, Phil Ford, Justin Fields, but it is what it is. And Cleveland's, you know, a team not to mess with this year. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I think Fields will, he'll bounce back. He'll have a, he'll have a better year than what we saw there, but yeah, tough game to start your, your NFL career out on. Uh, next game, we'll go to the Ravens visiting the Lions. <laughs> we thought the Lions were going to upset. We thought that, uh, you know, there was going to be about 15% of people knocked out of their, you know, pick'em's pools. And wouldn't you know it, 66-yarder from Justin Tucker bounces in. Jesus, talk about the luck of a Detroit Lion. But uh, what did you think about this game? Bro. I bet you Holly Brown right now is happy as fuck that Tucker got that fucking field goal because, yeah. you know what, he played terrible. He had an off game, and, dude, I was pulling for the Lions. That would have been great for my pick'ems league because they would have took out like half the people on that bitch. So, um, shocked. Um, yeah, I, I don't really have much to say other than the Lions almost had it. I felt bad. Detroit, <laughs> the fans, heartbroken. I, I know how they feel, you know, as a Cowboys fan, but 66 yarders. I mean, is Tucker possibly the best kicker ever? Of all time? Yeah, I of think all he time? could be. Yeah, I think he could be. Like, I mean, I don't 66. know who you throw into that discussion, maybe like a, a Vinatieri or like, but Tucker's pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah. Well, when in our group text, when we were talking about it, I immediately said game. Fucking Tucker's coming out. I just felt like he was going to get this. Yeah. Not only that, he fucking bounced that shit in. So 
Fucking Baltimore. Poor Detroit, that's all I got to say. Yeah, I mean, you're in the game. Ugh, poor guys. They they moved to 0-3. Baltimore is now 2-1. Uh, the next game we'll touch on real briefly is the Titans beating the Colts 25-16. to um, Ryan Tannehill actually threw uh, for some touchdowns this game, which has been kind of non-existent this season. Derrick Henry, 28 carries, 113 yards. Carson Wentz, you know, he's got like two broken ankles, a broken rib by now. We're only game three. Colts are 0-3. It's it's incredible to me that they've had such a fall from grace because they were a pretty decent team last year. I know, obviously, uh, Wentz is in there for Phillip Rivers now, and there's a couple other changes. But to look like this from what they were last year is pretty surprising. What do you What do you take away from this game? Very disappointing, especially what you see on paper, man. Um, Fuck. And then how about the Colts losing Quentin Nelson? Man, that's going to be a big ass blow. Yeah. I'd hate to be, I'd hate to be Winch right now. And, uh, yeah, man. Well, I guess we'll see. Derek Henry look like a monster as usual. And, uh, fun fact though on Ryan Tannehill, have you, I don't know if you looked this up, but you realize he's the second in rushing QBs right behind Lamar Jackson. Is he really? Yeah. <laughs> I, I looked this shit up in rushing and I go, wait, hold on. Number 41, Ryan Tannehill has 100 rushing yards this year. So wow. far, I would have thought it would have been Kyler Murray that was ahead. Nope, uh, he's right uh, above Josh Allen and Kyler Murray. Damn, Allen, Allen with 88 and Murray with 70, bro. Ryan wow. Tannehill, 100 yards. Fuck, he's being most running backs in the league that we usually <laughs> expect to be talking about <laughs> for real. <laughs> wow, I didn't know that. That's crazy. That's why he hasn't thrown for too many, I guess. I don't know. Uh, I, I like Tennessee, their defense is getting better each game. Derrick Henry's, you know in that Derrick Henry mode, I think they're going to be just fine. Uh, again, they moved to two and one Colts. 0 three. The next game we'll touch on here is the chiefs losing to the chargers in Kansas city. Herbert looks great. 26 for 38, uh, 281 yards for touchdowns. Mahomes with two picks. Um, I think the one stat line here that kind of stands out to me, two of them, uh, uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire actually had a good game, hundred yards, uh, rushing on 17 carries, no fumbles. And then Mike Williams is he's putting him, himself uh, together a nice beginning of the season, seven receptions, 122 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, you know, Kansas city's at the bottom of their division. That won't last long, obviously, but they moved to one and two uh, chargers are two and one. What'd you think about this game? Bro, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, you might have to be talking about them as far as the discussion when it comes to one of the top receiving cores in the NFL. Because Mike Williams, as big as he is, holy shit, bro. Yeah. That dude's making plays. He looked like a tight end. He's out there just making clutch plays, too. But, yeah, man, I, I, it is, I, I am shocked. I would be lying to you if I told you I thought, you know, I almost call him San Diego, I guess. Sorry, Los <laughs> Angeles Chargers. I, I saw the Kansas City's coming back and winning this game because I didn't see them losing two in a row. And right. Yeah, and then uh, Mahomes with some of those throws, some questionable throws in the end. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just a no surprising. look for a pick. And then, you know, after the game, I, I guess he's fine, but Andy Reid ends up getting taken to the hospital. They didn't really give a ton of info on that, but uh, that's, that's pretty scary, but I don't know. The chiefs kind of look out of, uh, out of whack a little bit. I'm sure they'll get there. They'll be just fine. You know, Patrick Mahomes is great, but yeah, did have an off game. I still thought that Kansas city was going to come back and win, but um the Chargers defense actually isn't too bad, I don't think. And then you talked about those two pass catchers in Williams 
um, and Keenan Allen, you also have Austin Eckler coming out, you know, and he's a, he's a really great receiving, uh, running back. So chargers might be pretty scary this year. Who knows? Again, we're only three games in, but they look, they look good. Uh, let's move on to the next game. The saints beat the Patriots in Foxborough, uh, Mac Jones, three picks through 51 times, uh, 270 yards passing. He was also the leading rusher for the Patriots with 28 yards, you look at the Saints, you have Jameis Winston, only threw for 128 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Alvin Kamara somewhat got going, 89 yards on 24 carries. I still feel like the Saints offense is really out of whack. But then, you know, the Patriots just, they just aren't very good, I don't think. <laughs> so Patriots moving to one and two, New Orleans two and one. Uh, what did you, did you have any takeaways from this game? Uh, not much. I did pick the Saints to win. Uh, I just don't know what you're going to get out of New England. I mean, shit. Damian Harris didn't even seem like he did shit. Then you had, uh, I think, one of their backs went down. Uh, White. I think White went down. Yep. So, um, I don't know. I guess when you play New England, I don't know what you're going to get out of them. But, yeah, uh, I did pick the Saints, but it was an impressive win. Um, you know, two weeks ago, we thought the Saints were going to be the shit and they're going to be running the NFC. But now we're, like, all confused and shit. So, yeah, I guess it is what it is. Saints yeah. win. And we'll it has been that. a it has been a weird three weeks. Like, like you said about the Saints, they you know obviously they demolished the Packers the first week. They lose to the Panthers the second week, and then you know go in the Foxborough, which the Patriots aren't great by any means, but it's it's not easy to win there. <clears throat> they end up winning. So, uh, and and there's a couple games that we're going to get to that are like that uh, here in a moment where the teams you just you don't know what the hell to expect from them. So. Uh, next game we'll touch on real quickly two two teams that are just looking real awful this season. Um, the Falcons beat the Giants seventeen to fourteen. I I, <laughs> I mean I've said it before that I think Daniel Jones is an awful quarterback. He's made some uh, progress this season, but the offense just looks stale. Saquon sixteen carries fifty one yards. Actually got a touchdown this this week. Matt Ryan throws for two TDs. Um, and you know, the Cordell Patterson is the leading receiver for Atlanta. It's just a weird, both teams are really weird right now. I don't even know what the hell to think of, of Atlanta. I don't think they're very good. They could be okay. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't know how Matt Ryan is so bad. You know, they don't have a, a running back. I guess Mike Davis isn't going to be the guy that gets, that takes them anywhere. Giants are just awful. Like they're just bad. So Giants moved to 0 and 3. I got to tell you about this bet that I have and 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 the listeners about this bet I have. So before the season started, my guy Luis, who is um one of the biggest Giants supporters I know and and I don't understand why. I think it's just because no one minus Daniel in our close friend group is a fan of the Giants uh or is a fan of the other teams in that division. So I bet Luis at the beginning of the year the Giants won't win more than 8 games. So if they win 8 or under, I win. 9 or over he wins. Well, they're and three right now. Have, have you, do you have any idea what the next couple of games look like for these guys? <laughs> uh, I would have to look at their schedule, but let me, let me tell you, let me, let me yeah. tell you week four against the saints week five Cowboys week six Rams week seven Panthers week eight chiefs week nine Raiders week 11 bucks. I said, there's no way in hell they're, they're going to get to nine games. They're not going to win nine games this season. They would have to win at least five of those or six of those five of those, excuse me, to get there. And he's like, Oh, they'll get it. He just doesn't want to pay me my money. I tried to get my money early. 
neither here nor there. I just wanted to talk shit about Luis and his pick. Uh, Typical Luis. Because the Giants are bad. Okay. Okay, Luis, I'm going to let you know the Giants are bad. Just is what it really is. Really bad. Really bad. Really bad. Uh, see Kenny Galladay on the sidelines just yelling at Daniel Jones. Oh, yeah. Bro, that team is all fucking, they're yep. done. And then uh, I guess Saquon, I, I didn't read the article. I just saw the headline. It says, uh, you know, today Saquon was getting interviewed and he said, we're not a bad team. And that was just the headline. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Poor Saquon. Uh, <clears throat> okay, going back to what I was talking about earlier, where we have a couple of teams, we just don't know what the fuck they are. Uh, the Bengals go into Pittsburgh and beat the Steelers 24 to 10. Ben Roethlisberger looks awful again. Burrow only throws 18 times, three touchdowns, one pick, two of those touchdowns to Jamar Chase. They got a nice little uh, connection going. Bengals are two and one. Steelers are one and two. Like, are the, do you think the Steelers are just done? Like, is this going to be one of those years where it's finally time? They don't make the playoffs and we just kind of get a rebuild going. I mean, it's still early, so I don't want to go there. But I will say that Big Ben looks like fucking ass right now. Dude's so stumbling. Bad. He looks overweight. His offensive line's not helping him out. Uh, I mean, he's got what? Didn't one of the receivers go down? I think Johnson was out. I mean, they look lost. Yeah, bro. I think I think uh, uh, Juju got hurt in the game. I mean, the, the leading oh. re- the leading receiver was Najee Harris. 14 receptions, 102 yards. Like. They're just, it's not a good look. (laughs) It's looking good, though, for my rookie of the year, though, in the offense side. Yeah, there you go. There (laughs) you go. (laughs) Uh, All right, let's move on to the next game here. Cardinals beat the Jags in Jacksonville. I mean, everyone knew this was going to happen. It's 31 to 19 is the the score um, at the end of the game. Shouldn't have been that close. We had the (laughs) 109-yard return uh, from a field goal missed attempt. Uh, Matt Prater missed, I think it was a 65 <clears throat> and Matt Prater's a pretty good kicker. And I think b- before he has like had tied the record for longest kick, but outside in Jacksonville, like there's no way in hell that kicks going to go in. So Agnew takes it 109 yards. And at this point it's halftime and it's seven to 13. And then from there, 31 to 19 Jacksonville's awful. Our poor guy, Trevor Lawrence, sunshine, may have had his best game and that's not saying much. He 22 for 34, 219 yards, a touchdown and two picks. Um just man, Jacksonville just just bad, really bad. Bro, bro, bro. <laughs> but you know what though? Jacksonville was hanging with them. For the first three quarters if you watch the game, it's not like Arizona was whooping their ass. There was a good amount of time where oh, the yeah. Jacksonville Jaguars were winning. I was actually quite nervous cuz I picked the Cardinals that week to win and I was getting a little nervous thinking that Jacksonville might upset them. Um, so yeah, obviously I'm a fan of Trevor Lawrence and I still think he's going to be something in this league, but I'd be lying to you if I told you Arizona just went in there and whooped their ass because they were hanging, but at the end it looked bad and, uh, Cardinals ended up getting that game. Yeah. What I, what I think, I mean, again, they were losing 13 to seven at half. The Cardinals were, I'm assuming the coach went in there and just lit their asses up and was like, listen, if you guys are going to lose to Jacksonville, just pack it in. (laughs) You know, we didn't come, we didn't fly all this way to get our asses whooped. And then they end up winning 31 to 19. So, uh, I don't know. Kyler Murray looks great. You know, a little preview into my MVP ladder, updated MVP ladder. He's at the top. (laughs) He's AJ Green look good. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. They have some good, they have good receivers, AJ green, 112 yards. Like, are you kidding me? 
Um, what about that? What about James Conner? Yeah. He came through in the end too. Everyone's just revitalized there in Arizona. It's a it's a beautiful, uh, a beautiful area. I love that stadium, by the way. I I don't know if you've ever been, but I went to a Washington football team game there when they were their last name, and it's it's nice, very very nice, especially in December. It's like eighty degrees, perfect. Uh, let's move on to the next game. The shitty Jets, like just I don't know who the worst team in the league is. I'm I'm thinking the Jets, but Jacksonville's right there with them. I wanted to say Detroit is in there, but Detroit's actually had some close games with good teams. Anyways, uh, the Jets go into Denver, can't do anything, uh, lose 26 to zero. Zach Wilson, two more picks to add to all the picks that he's thrown. All the rookie quarterbacks look pretty bad uh, through three weeks. Melvin Gordon, 18 carries, 61 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Denver looks tough. Their defense looks good. Teddy two gloves doesn't make mistakes. They got a decent run game. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see where they end up at the end of the season. You know, obviously you have Kansas city, you have the chargers, uh, I guess the Raiders as well, but it's going to be a tough division there. Anything you want to take away from this game other than, you know, Zach Wilson throwing two more picks. (laughs) Oh yeah. I think the Jets are the worst team in the NFL. I couldn't even name you any of the receivers right now. I'm thinking, did Crowder even play? Corey Davis is the only guy I can think of. Okay. And, Um, you know, it's bad. I mean, I just saw something today. I don't know if it was true, but he's saying there was a statement that um, Wilson saying that he's afraid for his life. (laughs) You see that? Like he legitimately said that. Like from fans or on the field? (laughs) On the field. Okay. He's actually concerned. So I have to send you the link on that because I don't know if that's official, but I saw yeah. that and I thought that shit was funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, man, I think I think the Jets are possibly the worst team in the NFL. And I ain't drinking that Kool-Aid with Denver, though, because you know what? Let's look at the first three games they played. So them beating Jacksville and New York. Um, yeah, we'll find out who really the Denver Broncos are in the yeah. next few games. I so I ain't even going to start praising Denver thinking they're a true contender because yeah. I don't feel that they are. And obviously they have well, a couple big receivers down right now. So yeah. we'll find out who they're really about here pretty soon. Yeah. They got a good test uh, this upcoming week. And then after that, it kind of, I mean, I don't know. They have the Raiders and yeah, they got some games coming up. So, uh, all right, let's move on to the next game, which was the Dolphins at the Raiders. And God, I thought the Dolphins were going to steal it. Goes into overtime and uh, the Raiders end up winning. Derek Carr, 386 yards, two touchdowns, a pick. Um, somehow, again, uh, Peyton Barber, leading rusher, <laughs> 111 yards. Looks pretty decent after you know getting cut close to the beginning of the season by Washington. Uh, and then Jacoby Brissett doesn't really look great, doesn't look bad, just is kind of in there. Uh, anything you want to take away from this one? Um, I picked the Raiders to win. I was shocked of how close it was, Same, but I really didn't even get to really watch much of this game because I really didn't think it was going to be even close. So I actually just missed most of it and caught a little bit at the end and was just shocked how close it was and the Raiders coming through with it. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Um, okay. Next game, Rams, Buccaneers, Bucks going into LA Rams look really, really good when 34 to 24. Uh, some numbers that stick out here, Stafford, <clears throat> 343 yards, four touchdowns, Brady, 432 yards, one touchdown. Uh, but Brady's also the leading rusher, 14 yards, one touchdown. Uh, the next closest rusher had 11, which is 
I don't know how you win like that. 14 yards is your leading rusher from your quarterback. Uh, somehow Deshaun Jackson's old fast ass had three receptions, 120 yards and a touchdown. Uh, I mean, I, obviously it's early, but the Rams look like the team in the NFC. What do you think? I don't know. You couldn't, I guess, listen to your first podcast where I was came, you know, came in on there and said that the Rams and the Cardinals are going to be a team to be, you know, concerned about both of them because I think the Rams are the scariest team in the NFC right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just said that. I said that. <laughs> I think that defense, Aaron Donald, holy shit, bro. And I got a lot of shit for this week because I did pick the Rams to win. This is one of the games where I saw Tampa losing. Yeah. And it was in L.A. And, yeah, seeing the numbers. I respect Tom Brady, though, because, damn, 432. Still let's put up a lot of numbers on those Ram defense. But yeah. But how, how do you not have a I mean, I know that Tampa isn't like a run team, but Jones had five carries, eleven yards, four net, four carries, eight yards. Like, how do you not just give it a try? <laughs> maybe, maybe, you know, switch it up a little. I don't know. Uh well, we look at what the he, score was there. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say Gio looked pretty good. See that catch when he was on the ground? Yeah. Gio yeah. Bernard. I was impressed with him, but yeah, as far as the other two, shit, I did not see that coming from Leonard Fournette, bro. Out of college, I thought that dude was going to be a beast. Oh, yeah. Seeing the photos of how he looked like at LSU, and then <laughs> now him and Jones are just barely getting time in the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Weird. Uh, all right, next game, um, our boy Mike Martinez was happy. Vikings get their first win uh, against the Seahawks in Minnesota, 30-17. to 17. Kirk Cousins is kind of putting together like a pretty decent beginning of the year. He had uh, 323 yards, three touchdowns. I think, uh, if I remember correctly, he hasn't thrown a pick all season. Now, it will happen because it's Kirk Cousins. Uh, Madison comes in and just fills in for Cook like Cook's there. 112 yards rushing on 26 carries. Jefferson looks good. Uh, DK Metcalf looked great in the first half. He had five receptions, like 90-something yards and a touchdown. They didn't even, they threw to him one more time in the whole second half. So I don't know what that's about. The reason I know that is because he's on my fantasy team. And I was like, hell yeah. First half looks great. Second half, nothing. Uh, Carson looks decent, but uh, I don't know. I mean, is, is Seattle again, it's early. And I feel like Seattle does this a lot where they start out slow and then come on strong uh, in the second half of the year. But anything you take away from this game? Uh, No, Um, I'm shocked. I did tell one of my coworkers I was a little concerned about saying that Seattle would win, being that Minnesota was 0-2. You could just tell they were desperate, not wanting to be 0-3, because there was a fact saying that if you were 0-3, the chance of you making the playoffs was like real slim. Oh yeah. So I was I was a little nervous about this, you know, game as far as pickums go. But um yeah, well, we'll find out next week because you'll be talking about it here pretty soon on who Seattle plays next week. So yep. we'll find out. Yep. All right. Let's move to the Sunday night game. Packers beat San Francisco in San Fran, 30 to 28. You know, you think San Fran has a nice little comeback. You think, oh man, you know, if they could just go a little slower score game will be over. Well, they leave 37 seconds for old Aaron Rodgers. He goes down the field, gets Mason Crosby, a 51 yard field goal attempt for the win. He hits it. And the the Packers win San Francisco's turning on Jimmy G already 25 for 40, 257 yards, two touchdowns and a pick for Jimmy Garoppolo. 
Aaron Rodgers, 23 for 33, 261 yards and two touchdowns. Aaron Jones has a great game. Devontae Adams has an amazing game. Um, Packers look good. Again, their defense doesn't look great. It did look good in that first half, and then, you know, San Fran came back. So uh, what do you th- what do you think here? I-, I know how you feel about San Francisco, but give me more of an idea what you think about the Packers. Um. I mean, it's obvious who they who their go-to guys are. Look, I mean, Devontae yeah. Adams had 12 receptions, 132 yards. The dude had a concussion at the end. He shouldn't have been on the field at the end of the game. Oh, my and God, yes. It, it, when they zoomed in on his eyes after he had got hit, you thought, oh, he is he's he's done. He's out. And then all of a sudden, he was back in the game. Well, not only that, they threw him a, a, a ball, like, what, like less than a minute at the end. Bro wasn't even there. Like, he was like, oh, man, it was bad. Yep. 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 Uh, any shit talking you want to get out of the way for the Niners? I know you probably have something you want to say. This is what's going to happen with the Niners. Fans. <laughs> They're going to criticize Jimmy G, right? Cause he actually had a pretty good game. They're going to yeah. give him shit. They're going to want Trey Lance in here in a couple weeks thinking that he's going to do any better. Actually, it was that fucking defense of yours. Like you just said, you don't give Aaron Rodgers that much time and expect to win that game. I know yep. as a Cowboys fan, I already know I would lose that game because you just don't get Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers that much time. So um, I guess we'll see because I still think that team's overrated and we're going to find out this week because they play Seattle Seahawks. So we'll yeah. find out who's the shit <laughs> in that division. Perfect. All right. Monday night, uh, the Cowboys, your Dallas Cowboys beat the Eagles 41-21. Um, to The first half of the, the first quarter of the game looked um, – I mean, the one score that the Eagles got in the first quarter was Fletcher Cox picking the ball up from a uh, Dak fumble in the end zone. Philly just couldn't get it together. Their offense doesn't look good. I mean, Jalen, I kind of feel for Jalen Hurts because you already know that. Don't get me wrong. I don't like Philadelphia whatsoever, but I already know that like the fans and the media in Philadelphia are probably coming for his neck already, but it's like, who does he have to work with? Dallas Goddard? Um, who's the running back again? Who who doesn't have any yards? Who who was supposed to be a good player? Miles Sanders, Mike, yeah, Sanders. Um, Zach Ertz, who didn't want to be there at the end of last year. I mean, Jalen Rager, Smith, who's you know has kind of disappeared after that first game. Defense but, but, uh, doesn't look good. Dallas no, look cri- good. I'm gonna say it. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go, cri- I'll, I'll give you your time. Okay. I'll give you your time. You're criticizing <laughs> the Eagles on these top picks, though. Whose fault is it? Oh Look yeah, no, 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 no. I, I'm, I'm, I'm more sticking up for Jalen Hurts. Oh well, I'm <laughs> yeah. just saying he don't have no one around. Them. Nobody. These are nobody picks that they've selected. I mean, fuck. I mean, what about the play calling? Yeah, I, I felt bad. I'm over looking at their, you know, coaches on the sidelines. I'm looking at some of the stats, and they said right here, they said they only rushed five times in the first half. Mm-hmm. They had three first downs and a total of 18 plays. And then, wh- why are you picking on Diggs, bro? Like, are you fucking like? Uh, <laughs> I was like, bro, that's the one defensive back we have. You probably shouldn't be forcing throws to. But the Eagles do what mm-hmm. the Eagles do. You know how I feel about them. Um, yeah. What, one, one, uh, a couple of things I wanted to point out here. Dak, good game, twenty-one for twenty-six, two hundred thirty-eight yards, three touchdowns. Your boy Zeke came back. He actually played this game. They let him play. 17 carries, 95 yards, two touchdowns. Not looking good for our bet. 
um, of the thousand yards, but there's still time. There's still time. I believe in Pollard. I believe Zeke, you know, might need to take a seat from time to time. Dalton Schultz, your boy, Dalton Schultz, 80 yards, two touchdowns, probably getting picked up in about, you know, 80% of fantasy leagues only to be disappointed because we all know that tight end position. There's only two guys you can count on right now in fantasy football. Uh, one question I had though, and I know you saw it and you were probably pretty upset. McCarthy not taking that time out. Uh, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> I, the one I was thing so confused. <laughs> the one thing that concerns me, yes, my Cowboys have won a couple games and they look great. There's still a lot of things that I'm just like, McCarthy, Kellamore, what the fuck are you doing, bro? Like, I don't know. They just feel like they're not confident or, or they're, they're just playing safe. Um, I, I can't. Weird. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I don't it's, know it's really that. weird. I don't know. I mean, maybe McCarthy just isn't a good coach. Maybe he's been blessed with good players. There was a uh, – I, I was watching, I think it was Up First or one of the shows this morning, and Dominique Foxworth had tweeted that, uh, Kellen Moore will be the quarter or the uh, the coach for the Cowboys sooner than later because he just thinks McCarthy's just inept and can't handle it. But um, I don't know. I guess we'll see. Anything else you wanted to touch on on this game before we head the next uh, to uh, preview week four? Not much. Uh, I expect my team to dominate, and uh, you know how I feel about the Eagles. And uh, <laughs> at the end of the day, they looked pathetic, and I'm always loving seeing that. Shout out to my boy Reynolds. <laughs> okay. All right, let's move on to week four. Um, Thursday night, probably not going to be the, the best of games. Who knows? Maybe, maybe we get a surprise, but I don't think so. Uh, the Jaguars go to Cincinnati to face the Bengals. Obviously, Jaguars 0-3. Bengals 2-1. Uh, Cincinnati and all these lines or spreads are uh, from Caesar Sportsbook as it stands right now. We're recording this on Tuesday night, 9, 9.30-ish in the evening. Um, but right now, the Bengals are favored by seven and a half. Uh, what do you think, Chacon? Who do you got here? And do you think that the Bengals will cover that spread? <laughs> yes, I will take the Bengals. Yeah. Yeah. For anybody who has a, uh, uh, you know, a fantasy team where you, you have your defensive, you know, team that you pick up, I'm sure the Bengals are available in a lot of those. Go ahead and pick them up. Trevor Lawrence thrown more uh, interceptions than he's thrown touchdowns, and the Bengals looked really good last week uh, against Pittsburgh. So go ahead and, and run them up. I don't think there's really much to say about this game. I mean, I, th I think Cincinnati covers that seven and a half. They probably win by 10, maybe slightly more in Cincinnati. Kind of a shitty uh, Thursday night game, but it is what it is. All right, let's go to... Sunday's games, we will start out with the Texans going into Buffalo to face the Bills. Texans one and two still have Davis Mills. And I, I think Tyrod Taylor's out at least another week, another couple weeks. Uh, but my God, this line is 16 and a half for Buffalo in Buffalo. I think both of you and I can agree Buffalo is going to win this game. That's too high. Do you think it is too high? That's I too high. I, th <laughs> I kind of feel okay with the 16 and a half after seeing Buffalo last week against my Washington football team. <laughs> but what do you think? I mean, Davis didn't look too bad. I mean, I know everybody's trashing Houston right now, but um, I definitely have Buffalo winning. I just don't know. As far as them covering that the points, I'm going to say Buffalo wins, but 
I'll take the under on that game. Okay. I think I'm going to take Buffalo to cover that because here's the thing. I think Buffalo is going to hit around 30 points, you know? So that means, that means the Texans have to at least get two touchdowns. And I don't know if that's going to happen. So uh, I'll take Buffalo there. Next game, we go to my Washington football team heads down to Atlanta to face the Falcons. And I, I want to see if you, if you know, can you guess what this line is? Who do you think? Um, see Washington by one. Ooh, Washington one and a half in Atlanta. Um, I mean, there's nothing that, is, that Atlanta has shown this whole season as far as being able to score at all. I, um, I'm just not confident in my team, but I think that they can win this game. So I'm going to go Washington because I'm not going to be able to pick them too many more times this year. Who do you think, Atlanta or Washington? As much as I want Atlanta to win, I would assume Washington wins this game. Um, they did hang pretty well with Tampa, but I will say Washington wins this game. Yeah. All right. Well, not much else to say there. We'll move on to the next one. Hopefully my guy Gibson gets a lot of rushing yards and I can, uh, you know, just win our bet. Zeke Gibson. All right. Anyways, next game we go to Detroit Lions visit the Chicago Bears. 0-3 versus 1-2. and Big question here is who the hell's starting at quarterback for Chicago? Uh, Nagy has said uh, they're not going to announce it quite yet. So maybe Fields gets pulled after one game. I think it's going to be Justin Fields. Like you need to see what he can do against kind of a, a bad team. But with that said, Detroit's played some tough games. The line right now is the Bears favored by three in Chicago. What do you think, Chacon? I know I'm going to sound crazy, but I did choose the lions in this game god i was i wanted to but i just couldn't bring myself to do it <laughs> i mean williams and swift didn't look too bad jared goff didn't do terrible on sunday i just with chicago yeah you're right i need to know who's scored but are we even convinced that fields can get that win <sighs> is Andy dalton even healthy i mean i i would i'll go detroit on this one Oh God, I uh, I can't do it. I want to, but I can't. I gotta go Chicago. I think even you know if it's Dalton, if it's Fields, I think Chicago's gonna show up uh, fan wise for Fields. That's who they've wanted this whole time. Games in Chicago, and I mean that's not to say that Detroit's a. I don't think Detroit's as bad as their record is. They've just had some really bad breaks and they, you know, have done some dumb shit, but okay. You got Detroit there. <clears throat> Excuse me. I will go Chicago. Next game. Crazy. That I said that it's, it's just, it feels wrong that I said it. <laughs> I, I almost did it too, but I just can't bring myself to do it. Uh, next game. We have the Carolina Panthers, the undefeated three and oh, Carolina Panthers find their way in the Jerry's world to play your Cowboys. Uh, again, no CMC, which you lucky motherfucker. Uh, anyways, matter. yeah, it changes things a little bit. Okay. Let's be honest. Um, Dallas is favored by five. What do you think? You think they cover that? Cause I know you're going to say Dallas wins, but do you think they cover that five points? Yes. They mm. just lost JC Horn. Who's their defense back? Who's going to hang with my receivers. Now we got the, I mean, we have, let's see, looking at the stats right now with Zeke, Tony Pollard, CD lamp shit. Wilson looked great. I don't know how Cooper is right now, bro. I just don't know how Carolina can hang with us. I know it's impressive that Donald 
but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I do believe my Cowboys will beat the Carolina Panthers with the points. Yeah, I think so too. I fucking hate saying it, but I think, I think you will too. I, I, I like Carolina. I, they're another team that I can't decide how good they are. I feel like, you know, obviously they beat the jets week one. They beat the Texans last week. Second week, they beat the saints. Saints had an awful game. So I, I still don't know who the Panthers are. I'm just going to be. So, I'm gonna exactly. Be I was going to say they have one impressive win. Yeah. Yep. And the Cowboys offense looks great. You're in Dallas, whatever. Yeah. The whatever. Panthers are the Denver Broncos <laughs> of the NFC. Yeah, Could be. It. Could be. And we'll get to the Broncos here shortly. Uh, next game. This has got to be the most unwatchable game of the whole fuck. Yep. Yep. Whole, uh, whole week, whole weekend. The Colts go into Miami to play the Dolphins. 0-3 Colts, 1-2 Dolphins. Miami's favored by one and a half. Do we think the Colts get their first win in Miami? Yes. I will Ooh. take the Colts and the points. Yeah, I think you have to. Like, I mean, Miami's favored by one and a half. I don't know why. I don't – I mean, I, again, Carson Wentz is falling apart in front of our eyes, but – I have to believe the Colts are a better team than the Dolphins. So I will go Colts as well. Uh, next game we have here, Browns going into Minnesota to face the Vikings. Right now, the Browns are favored by two points. Uh, l- let me get your thoughts on this game. What do you think? Cleveland's going to come for that ass. <laughs> You know how I feel about Cleveland. Uh, as, as big of a win Minnesota had, I just don't see them even hanging with Cleveland right now. That's with Chubb and Hunt. That defense is just going to tear up Kirk, Kirk Cousins' ass. So I yeah. definitely i will take Cleveland on this one. The, the one concern I have for um, Cleveland is, like, is the receivers. You know, I know I think Beckham came back last week, but is he all ready to go? Um, <sighs> I don't convince know. me, convince no, no, me with ahead. Minnesota. Convince well, that, me with Minnesota. That's, that's the hard thing. I don't know if I can. So I, I think Cleveland's defense is pretty good, right? And and they are going to get to Kirk Cousins. And I think this is the week that he throws his first interception. Um, you know, you look at Cleveland's games prior to this, they beat the Browns, whatever. They beat the Texans, and then they have a a really good game against the Chiefs. So they haven't they haven't played a team with a decent defense chiefs defense is awful. And that's not to say that Minnesota's is, is very good, but I don't think Minnesota's defense is, is bad either. Uh, this is a tough game for me. I worry about the receiver receivers. I think Minnesota has caught a little bit of a, uh, you know, after that win against Seattle, uh, I'm actually, I'm actually going to say Minnesota wins this game. I can't believe I'm saying that, but, Something about hey, Baker. Something about hey, Baker, I just don't feel. When we're done with this, I want to side bet on that game. Ooh. Well, let's just do it now. What do you want? What you you give me a number. Let's do it. Uh, uh let's just do let's do a let's do a 10. We'll do 10 bucks. 10 bucks. There right. we go. Yeah. Okay, side bet. Boom. Don't don't fail me, Vikings. All right. Next game. Um, we have the Giants going into New Orleans to play the Saints. Saints are favored by eight. Saints are gonna win this game. Do you think they win it? By eight or more, <laughs> or by more than eight, I should say. Two weeks ago, I would say absolutely, and yes. After last week's performance, I'm a little concerned about it, but I will say yes, Saints will cover yeah. and win the game. 
yeah, I have no worries whatsoever. The Saints defense is good. Um, their offense looks doesn't look great by any means, but the Giants are really bad. They're just bad. It's a bad, bad team. So, yep, Saints cover that easily. Next game, we have the Titans going to uh, New York to play the Jets. Titans oh. on the road are favored by seven and a half. Um, poor Zach Wilson, two touchdowns and seven picks throughout the year. He's just out. He's just like fresh meat out there. I I I watch uh, people who follow the the Will Wonder Instagram or Will Wonder Pod Instagram page. Every now and then, I share this kid's. Uh, he's like he has to be like a 12, 10 or twelve year old kid going through film for the jets and he just trashes them and it's awesome. But, um, I think, I think he called Corey Davis, the Walmart DK Metcalf. He's making fun of the linemen, not blocking anybody. And it's, it's just a really, it, it'll probably be every Monday for the rest of the season, but really, really quality, funny shit. Um, do you think that the Titans win by eight or more? Yes. Yeah, I do too. There's no way they're stopping Henry. Tannehill will probably get a couple touchdowns. Um, yeah, it's uh, one one thing to kind of worry about with Tennessee, not in this game, but going forward. Julio Jones is questionable. I know he didn't really play that second half of the game. Uh, he was hurt. And then also, um, man, why is my why is my memory leaving me? The other receiver is is uh, kind of banged up as well. Help me out here. Who's the other type? With Brown. Yes. AJ Brown? Yes. Sorry. Yep. Jeez. That's what happens when we record at 930. I forget people's names. But yeah, he's kind of banged up too. Not going to matter against the Jets. Not going to matter at all. But something to look out, uh, look for the next couple of weeks. See if those guys get sure. healthy. If you got AJ Brown, Julio Jones, if healthy, how oh, do you not beat the shit out of the Jets? Disgusting. Yeah. I think even without them and just having Derrick Henry, I'm hoping this is one of those weeks, you know, I got to get back on track in our fantasy league. Hoping he's one of those weeks. Derrick Henry just has like 150 and three touchdowns. That'd be great. I could definitely uh, see that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Next game. Chiefs go to Philly to play the Eagles. <laughs> Both teams are one and two. Uh, the mm. Chiefs are favored by seven points. I'm uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about this game? What do you think? <laughs> Oh, they're going to get smoked, bro. Yeah, I'll take the Chiefs and the points. Yeah, I think easy. It, yeah. I mean, at minimum, I think they win by 10 to 13. Like, I don't think. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's all we got to say about that. Again, until Hurts gets some weapons, there's nothing he's going to be able to do. So I want he's going to get hurt again because they fucking lost another offensive line for the year today. Mm -hmm. So get ready. I'll be cheering for Minshew. <laughs> or, or Flacco. God, can you imagine if they're cheering for Flacco? Jesus Christ, that's that's bad. Um, I mean, I would take Jalen Hurts in a heartbeat. I like him. I hate that he's in Philadelphia. Uh, okay, next game. The this is this is gonna be a good one. Good afternoon game here. The Cardinals go to LA to play the Rams. Uh the Rams at home favored by four and a half. What are you thinking here? Uh, this is a tough one because you know these are the two teams that I'm most nervous about my Cowboys playing. Yep. Well, yeah, I'm going to take the Rams and the points. I think so as well. I, I think, I mean, I, I like Kyler a lot. I, this defense is something else and he's going to have to be like top, top tier on his game the whole time in, in order for the Cardinals to have a chance to win. And I just, 
I think that defense is too good. So I agree. Uh, Rams four and a half. I think I would take that. All right. Next, next game. Also in the NFC West, we have the Seahawks going to San Francisco to play the Niners. Niners are favored by two and a half. What do you think? Seattle. I, I just not, still, I'm not convinced with that offense that the Niners, I mean, Jimmy G looked pretty good at the end, but there were some plays where he looked like ass. So uh, I will just trust Russell Wilson and his receiving core and Chris Carson on that offense compared to whatever the hell they got in San Francisco. <laughs> cause I, yeah. I don't know. I, I, it seems like Debo Samuel and Kittle are the only two options because I don't know what the hell is going on with anybody else on that offense. So, yeah. I'll take Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. I think Seattle too. I, I, I honestly don't know what to think about either one of these teams. I, I think Seattle's better. I don't think San Francisco's as good as people think they are, but I think these two teams are a lot closer than uh, to each other than what a lot of people think. That. Um, but again, Seattle always seems to come on later in the year. Anyways, I'll agree with you. I'll go Seattle to get the win here. Obviously San Francisco's favored by two and a half, uh, next game. We'll really test, you know, we'll see how good the Denver Broncos are. Baltimore Ravens go into Denver and right now Denver is favored by one. What do you think here? Denver's favored by one against Baltimore in, in Denver. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I'll take the Ravens. I'll take that all day. Yeah, it's hard. <sighs> I, I think I have to go Baltimore as well. I mean, like you said, you know, you look at who Denver's actually played. It's not a not any heavyweights by any means. Giants, Jaguars, Jets, you know, three of the four worst teams in the NFL. But uh, and then you know, you got Lamar Jackson. So I think that says enough. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go Ravens as well. Um Next game, Steelers. This should have been a good game. Steelers go into Green Bay to play the Packers right now. Green Bay is favored by six and a half. Yeah, I'm gonna go Packers. Yeah, you think you get they get by they uh, win yep. by the six and a half? Yeah, I think yep. so too. Yeah, I, I just they're too there's too banged up. They seem lost and. That offensive line is fucking terrible, so I'll take the Packers. As much as I hate the Packers, I will definitely take the Packers in this game. Yeah. What was the uh, the fact that Hoop sent us today about the worst safety in the league? What was it? Uh, he said, fun fact, the worst graded safety through three weeks of NFL football is Minka Fitzpatrick, <laughs> which is crazy because, I mean, he is good. And then, you know, Hoop made the comment, maybe it's time for uh, make it make it rain Dwayne Haskins. And um, I tell you what, if if Pittsburgh is even entertaining the thought of bringing Dwayne Haskins in, that's a the season's a throwaway. He's <laughs> he's bad. He's bad, bad. Uh, yeah. Green Bay six and a half. I think they get that just fine. I'd say right around the 10 point range is where I expect them to, what, what I expect them to win by. Um, Sunday night, we get Tom Brady and the Bucks going into Foxborough to play the Pats. Uh, Brady should be getting the NFL record in passing yards, if I remember correctly, passing Drew Brees in this game is what I had read. Um, right now, Tampa Bay favored by six and a half. I, <laughs> I think they're going to win by more than that. What are your thoughts? Absolutely. And I, I believe they're going to be pass happy too, because you know they're going to go shit on New England. 
Oh yeah. And so, and you know, with Bill Belichick on their side watching, you know, they're just going to unleash Tom Brady and just didn't go off. So I'd probably start him in fantasy. Oh, he's 100%. <laughs> he is going to come for their heads. Oh, uh, and best believe it, if Gronk's healthy enough and he's playing, yep. yeah, something's happening there this weekend. Yep. Yep, for sure. Um, <clears throat> all right. Last game of the week, Monday night, undefeated Las Vegas Raiders go into LA to play the Chargers. Chargers are favored by three and a half at home. We all know. Uh, we say I say this every week. The Chargers don't have home games because their fans don't show up at home. This will probably feel like a Raiders home game, as it did when the Cowboys played the Chargers in LA. Um, right now, Chargers, like I said, three and a half favored by three and a half. What do you think? The Raiders, they're they're due for a loss. I'm taking the Chargers this week. With the points, yeah, I think so too. I don't think I'm. Don't get me wrong. That the the week one win against the Ravens was very impressive. Um, we thought the week two win against the Steelers was impressive. Come to find out, the Steelers uh, might not be that good. Then they beat the the Raiders, beat the Dolphins in overtime against Jacoby Brissett. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> led Dolphins. Yeah, I think the Chargers are actually gonna gonna win probably right around that touchdown to thirteen point range is going to be my prediction. Raiders can score. I don't know if their defense is any good. Chargers defense that front line is pretty mean, and um, yeah, I I definitely take the Chargers here. Um, all right, I think that's that about covers it. Oh, I did want to. Touch on my updated MVP ladder going into week four. I'll give you the uh, the names here, the positions. You let me know if you agree or disagree afterwards. Uh, number five, I have my guy, Derek Henry. 353 rushing yards, three touchdowns. Should be more uh, rushing touchdowns. Sometimes I don't know what the fuck the Titans are doing in their play calling on the goal line. Either way, Titans are two and one. Uh, number four, Derek Carr's moved up into the top five. Uh, 1,203 passing yards, six passing TDs, two picks. Raiders are three and O. Oh. Number three, Tom Brady has fallen a little. 1,087 yards, passing, 10 touchdowns, two picks, one rushing TD. The Bucks are two and one. Number two, Matthew Stafford, 942 yards, passing, nine touchdowns, one pick. Rams are three and O. Oh. Number one, Kyler Murray, 1,005 rushing yards, seven passing TDs, four picks, three rushing TDs, and as you know, the Cardinals are 3-0. and Any Anybody you would take off of there, anything you would change? Um, me looking at stats, I, it's hard for me to argue because I actually would agree with the top five that you have right now. Um, I would say there's an argument five maybe with Lamar Jackson, especially when he's yeah. four in rushing. He's 251 yards in rushing. But, uh, yeah, I, I would probably say that's tough. I'd agree with those top five. Cool. Perfect. Hell yeah. Last week, last week, Coop gave it to me when I didn't have Derek Carr in there. And I was like, you know, I just don't believe in the Raiders, but uh, it's all good. It is what it is. Um, it's early. Derek yeah. Carr won't be there in the end, but it's early. You have to have him in the top five right now with those numbers. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Uh, anything else NFL-wise you wanted to talk about? For right now, no. Just uh, one, one question. Don't be surprised if my team doesn't lose his next five games. Oh boy. Okay. Yep. Look at the schedule and I'll, and let me know which one they lose. 
Anyways. Okay. Uh, what I guess one question, and I've seen this on a couple of different shows and heard it. Um, what's more of a surprise to you? And I'm going to give you a couple of options here. So the Raiders and the Broncos both being 3-0. and Kansas City being 1-2. and Or the Colts being 0-3. What's more of a surprise to you? Kansas City 1-2. and yeah, I think so too. <laughs> they just they lost at Arrowhead to the Chargers. That and they and not only that, that's their second loss in a row. There's I didn't expect that at all. So that, yeah. that to me that's most shocking. Yeah, I, I I wonder what the stats are. I should have looked this up on what Patrick Mahomes is if you know how how often he's lost two games in a row in the NFL. I would assume it's not very often. <laughs> so um, all right. Well, we'll be done with NFL. I did want to touch briefly on, you know, we talked about this before we started recording. Um, your Mariners have a chance. They're right there right now. As I look at the standings in the wild card, Yankees have that top spot. They are two games ahead of the Mariners. Then you have the Boston Red Sox and then your Seattle Mariners right there in that third spot, one game back uh, from Boston. So, whew. We're getting down to the thick of it. I did want to shout out my St. Louis Cardinals. 17 games in a row they've won. It's fucking crazy. It's great. They uh, locked in a playoff spot. have a very small chance to win their division. Um, But more than likely, I mean, who knows? More than likely, they'll be in the wild card, though. But Go Baltimore Orioles. (laughs) You know what? For some reason, if my Mariners get in the playoffs, I can't wait to expose and call out Tyler Jones. Because it's been since 2001 <laughs> since the last time my Mariners made the playoffs. So, yeah, I'm 35 years old, and I have never, ever been able to talk shit to him since. Go Mariners. Well, hopefully he listens to this and he heard that. I hope. Who knows? Um, all right. Well, uh, anything else you wanted to add before we head out, Chacon? Nope. Go oh, shit. Chiefs. Shit, we're, we're we're right in we're at the beginning of of Halloween season. So, I mean, anything you're excited for? Any movies you're trying to see? What are you being for Halloween? You know, I mean, sure, there's still a pandemic going on, but are you going to dress up? What are you doing? Well, I, I'm not sure yet, but my wife's begging me to be Sebastian from Little Mermaid because oh, my daughter <laughs> is wanting to be Little Mermaid. She wears her dresses every night. She uh-huh. fucking goes crazy if she doesn't have her mermaid dress on. She's got like five different ones. And um, she's going to be Ursula. And so I have three options. I can go shirtless, <laughs> be the father, or I can be Sebastian. And the other one was, what the hell's a fish's name? Uh, I, thought, I thought the fish the fish was, oh no, Sebastian's the uh, crab or the lobster. Yeah. Flounder is the is Flounder, the fish. there you go. As much as she has it on, I forgot the damn name. Jeez. So, yeah, yeah, it's brutal right now. And mm-hmm. like you said, with everything going on right now, it's not like I'm going out doing much, but yeah. who knows? I did piss off my family, though, because I forgot that UCLA and Utah play on October 30th, Ooh. and my mom's doing a Halloween party on that day. So, uh, yeah, family's Jeez. pissed off at me right now. Diane's going to whoop your ass. Maybe you just wear the Sebastian costume to the game. Is it in Utah? Is it UCLA? Yeah, Utah? Oh, it is. Shit. Wear it to the game, head to the party afterwards. You'll be fine. <laughs> what time is? Or I guess they haven't announced the time of the game, though, right? No. Could be a I'm, I'm little sure earlier. Evening. I'm sure it's going to be the evening. 
Well, if Utah can't get their shit together, it might be an early game. You know what I mean? That is true. <laughs> yeah. All right, Chacon. Well, um, I mean, we'll 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 uh we'll check back in with you next time you're on to see what you've decided for Halloween. And uh yeah, I mean, I hope nothing but the worst for your team. Um, hope you lose. You're not going to this week. It is what it is. I don't it this might be a throwaway season already. <sighs> for my team, pretty sad. But you know what? Baseball playoffs. Cardinals are in it. Like I said last time, October's better when they're playing. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bro. Thank you. Yep, absolutely. Have a good night. Peace. During the spookiest time of the year, there are a few guidelines all ghosts and goblins should follow. Always stay on sidewalks. Never go to a stranger's house. And never go out alone. Somewhere between science and superstition, there is another world. The world of darkness. Nobody expected it. Nobody believed it. And nothing could stop it. There are no experts. You probably know as much about possession as most priests. Look, your daughter doesn't say she's a demon. She says she's the devil himself. I'm telling you that that thing upstairs isn't my daughter. Now, I want you to tell me that you know for a fact that there's nothing wrong with my daughter except in her mind. You tell me you know for a fact that an exorcism wouldn't do any good. You tell me that! The one hope, the only hope, the exorcist. <laughs> Okay, for this episode's 31 Days of Halloween, I wanted to bring on a very special guest to cover one of the most <clears throat> influential um, horror films of all time. My dad. Dad, how are you doing? Good. Good. And the film is The Exorcist. So I brought my dad on for a number of reasons. Number one, it'd be cool just to have your dad do a podcast with you. Number two, he actually saw this film in the theaters in 1973, probably 1974. The film itself came out December 26th, 1973 to a budget of $12 million, and it actually made $441.3 million. Uh, I read somewhere that if you were to figure out what that's worth now, it's, it's close to a billion dollars that this movie uh, actually made, which is insane. The, the movie itself is directed by William Friedkin and produced... Uh, as well as written by William Peter Blatty. It's based off a 1971 novel under the same name, The Exorcist, that was actually written by Blatty as well. Uh, it stars Linda Blair as Reagan, who uh, 
for obvious reasons, after we'll get into here, doesn't become a huge child star after this. Um, she was actually 12 years old when she did this movie and did a, a really amazing job. And I don't know how it didn't really mess her up long term because it messed a lot of people up who saw the film. <laughs> um, I think this is probably one of the biggest ever you, you have to see this movies. You know, obviously this is well before the internet. We're going to get into uh, a couple of stories here with my dad shortly. Um, but dad, did you know that this, the exorcist was actually supposed to have an X rating? No, I didn't know that. <laughs> so it ended up getting an R rating. And, and you have to remember at this time there was no NC-17. So it was between X and an R. Somehow it ended up getting an R rating. There's a lot of stuff in here, a lot of disturbing scenes um, that I don't really know how they pulled that off, but they did. So uh, for all of you out there, just remove, uh, remember that this movie really isn't for the faint of heart, for anyone who is easily scared uh, or offended, really. So uh, this is from Rotten Tomatoes. It's one of the most profitable horror movies ever made. It's a tale of an exorcism is based loosely on actual events, and we'll get into that here in a minute as well. When young, young Reagan, uh, played by Linda Blair, starts acting odd, her mother, Ellen Burstyn, um, seeks medical help only to hit a dead end. A local priest, played by Jason Miller, however, thinks the girl may be seized by the devil. The priest makes a request to perform an exorcism, and the church sends in an expert uh, to help with the difficult job. So there is a, a review from Newsweek that I pulled out from February 2nd of 1974, uh, and the headline is, On December 26th, the movie called The Exorcist opened in theaters across the country, and since then, hell has broken loose. <laughs> Um, so you had the original Exorcist and it actually spun off a number of sequels, uh, one, two, three, four, five to be exact. And they're remaking this film now and Blumhouse is remaking it and it's coming out, supposed to come out October, 2023. So uh, we talk about horror in the seventies and, bef and before the seventies, if you look at the 1970s or before the 1970s, it's a lot of, um, Dracula, Frankenstein, different things like that. I, I couldn't find a lot of movies that really stood out other than that before 1973. Um, this movie itself, The Exorcist, is really like the father to a lot of the movies that I love today. You look at The Conjuring, Insidious, The Possession, The Right, Exorcism of Emily Rose, basically any possession movie probably wouldn't be made if it wasn't for this one. Um, when we look at the horror in the 1970s, we have The Wicker Man that also came out in 1973. A lot of iconic horror movies, really. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre in 1974, Jaws in 75, Carrie and the Omen in 1976, The Hills Have Eyes in 77, Halloween, Dawn of the Dead, Invasion of the Body Snatchers all in 1978, and then Alien <clears throat> in 1979. So, all right, let's get back to The Exorcist. Uh, like we said, it's based off of a 1971 horror novel of the same name written by Blatty. Um, but, Dad, did have you ever looked into um, the true story of The Exorcist at all? Have you ever no, heard anything about wanna, it? No, I didn't really want to deal into it too much. <laughs> well, I'll tell the you. The movie was bad enough. So. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you. So it's, it's based off of what's known as the Roland Doe Exorcism in 1949. 
um, a priest of the Roman Catholic Church performed a series of exorcisms on a 14-year-old boy. They didn't, they never gave out his real name, but they, uh, under a pseudonym, they named him Roland Doe. So, had to do like three or four different exorcisms on this kid in, in the St. Louis area. Um, and it was supposed to be pretty violent. So I guess they were, they weren't Catholic. They were another religion and the mom had gone to their, um, not priest, but the, the person who led their church and said, I think there's something wrong with my son. And that person said, well, you might want to contact the Catholics because they can, they, they, they have a, a solution for extra for possessions, <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty crazy. Um, I want to get into a little bit the uh, what it was like when you went and seen the movie, and then we'll dive back into the movie a little bit. So okay. you actually went and saw the film in uh, probably 74, if it yeah. came out, 1970. Just, uh, yeah, it had just came out, so it was fairly new, so it would have been, in, yeah. Yeah, 1974. So what was that like going to, to see it? Tell me that story. Well, it was, um, like I told you before, we... Had to go during the day because of my poor night vision. <laughs> yeah. And I went with my best. And my you, best. just so everyone knows, you're 18 yeah, at this time. 18 okay. with, uh, <laughs> so, uh, it's, yeah, it's about the time I took on my poor night vision. <laughs> anyway, I uh, went with Chauncey and we went and seen it um, here in Salt Lake. And you really have to see this in a movie theater to really get the full effects of what this movie can do because it's in your face, the surround sound. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's not like seeing it on TV. Yeah. It's one of them you have to see. Anyway, we went to see it, and it scared the hell out of us. <laughs> scared Chauncey like a little girl, and he was hugging on me. <laughs> so it's like, come on, man, get off of me. Um, but it was... Definitely one of the most, and still is, yeah, one of the most um, scary movies I've ever seen. Yeah, <clears throat> and I, I don't I haven't seen it since. I don't want to watch it. Oh, again. you haven't? No, I don't. Want oh. to watch it. Nah. <laughs> I was gonna say we'll, we'll watch it after this. <laughs> yeah, I, I the first time I watched it, I think I was in um, sixth grade, and it was actually just on TV, so it was obviously watered down a lot. And me and Daniel had watched it on a sleepover, but I don't think I actually saw the full version until I was a little bit older and I bought the movie and I was, uh, it actually did scare me. One of the few scary movies that scared me the first time I saw it. And I think like you said, it's just really in your face and we'll get into a lot of the different scenes, but I wanted you to talk a little bit about, um, what happened to my aunt Betty when she went and saw the film. Yeah, she was, she had went with a friend and seen it after we had and she was a a junior in high school and it freaked her out so bad she she slept in mom's room for over a month and my mom thought she was going to have to take her to a psychiatrist (laughs) because she slept right by next to her bed and mom couldn't get get her the hell out of the the bedroom (laughs) and and uh she was freaked out about it and every time you could hear that theme song to The Exorcist. I mean, it was a, oh, you yeah. recognize that immediately. It it freaked her out, and I would, 
kind of freak her out a little more. I'm like, no. <laughs> and it, it really scared her. It, it really traumatized her, I yeah. guess. I don't know what. Well, she would have been 15 or 16 at the time. 16, 17. No, yeah. 16. <clears throat> 16, yeah. Yeah, it, 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 I can't imagine then, but because even now it's a scary, it's a, there's a lot of stuff in there that is uncomfortable and scary. Um, but in 1973, there probably wasn't anything that you had seen like that in the, well, probably ever. No, really. most of the movies were like, like you said, vampire and that. And mm-hmm. some of the others are, it's, it's like the, the B movies you see now that, you know, you buy in the Walmart bin for two or three bucks. They mm-hmm. just weren't very, they, they weren't very good. Yeah. I mean, they, and, and you could tell they were cheaply made and. Not great, great effects, no, not great actors. No, nothing like this. I mean, wow, this was a. Yeah. yeah. Changed everything. We'll, we'll get back into the movie just a little bit here. Um, there's a lot to really dive into, but there was actually, uh, and, and who knows if this is real or not, maybe just a bunch of different coincidences, <clears throat> but there's actually a curse uh, that that is tied into the filming of this movie. So during the shooting of the film, uh, there were a bunch of people either involved directly or family members of people involved who passed away. They counted up nine total. Now, I watched a documentary on this, and they said that um, the movie itself was only supposed to be 105 days. It ended up taking over 200 to film. So one guy said, well, of course, when you have this many people working on a movie and, I mean, people die every day, but still it seems like a a decent amount of people passed away during the filming of this movie. Also, the set burnt down during the shoot, and no one really knows why. They don't know what happened. Um, uh, I'm trying to remember. There was one one other thing. Uh, Oh, one of the main people who had passed uh, in the movie before they know that Reagan's possessed. I mean, you know it, but, uh, and, sh- and the boyfriend of the mom gets thrown, or he's a director, you, you assume he's a boyfriend, gets thrown out of the window and dies. He rolls down those exorcist yeah. steps is what they call him now. He died shortly after the, the movie was filmed, and he was only in his 50s. So <clears throat> a lot of people passed away, but he was the main one that, if you watched the movie, you would know who he is. So... Uh, to get into the film a little bit, the movie starts in Iraq, um, and it was actually filmed in Iraq, the first scene, where um, you see a big archaeological dig. There's a guy that reaches into a hole and then pulls out like a little statue. Uh, this turns out to be the demon. You, do you know? Do you, you probably don't remember what the demon's name is, do you? Uh, no. Pazuzu. Uh. <laughs> But Pazuzu's actually a real demon because I looked that up too. Wow. Uh, so, uh, but in the movie, Pazuzu's the name of the demon that possesses Reagan. In ancient Mesopotamian religion, Pazuzu was the king of the demons of the wind. So it really is a real, you know, in, in legend or in religion, it's a real demon. Um, so we see this guy at the beginning of the movie. And you don't really see him until later in uh, in the film. He's the father that comes to do the uh, exorcism way late in the movie. Uh, slightly after this scene in Iraq, we meet Reagan and her mom. And wouldn't you know it, there's noises in the attic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's funny. You really need to see this in the big theater. Yeah. 
it's like holy shit, scared, you know. Yeah, the scene when the candle goes out when she goes yeah. oh, she so to set it up, Reagan's mom is an actress in the film, and she's apparently like a really well-off, popular actress because they end up having, we'll get to this, but have a party at the house. She's she's supposed to be going to the White House for dinner, so she's a really well-known actress, and she has a bunch of people that help her, um, you know, a cook and a, a, someone to watch Reagan and different people around this place that they're renting. Well, she says, I keep hearing things up there and there's rats. There has to be rats. And he's like, there's no, you know, the assistant or whatever he is says, there's no rats upstairs in the attic, but I'll put down traps. So when she goes up there with the candle uh, and hears all these noises, you see the traps and they're just sitting there still set. And then that's when her candle goes out. That's a very, that's one of the first scary scenes. But uh, again, noises in the attic. Later, we find out that Reagan, the, the girl played by Linda Blair, is playing with a Ouija board with her imaginary friend, Captain Howdy. <laughs> yeah. And Captain Howdy comes back later. But um, did you, have you ever played with a Ouija board? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of freaky. Yeah, mom bought me one. I mean, it was, you know, made by Milton Bradley, but... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, you never know. I don't know if mom was moving it or if it was real, but to this day, I'll never know. <laughs> I know, and they say that those kind of Ouija boards are like the portals for mm-hmm. spirits to come into. If you invite them in, they're coming. Yep. That's why I never played with it. <laughs> you just looked at it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, again, we get a lot of crazy noises in the attic. The characters, again, think it's rats. Um, the movie itself, Reagan starts to feel sick. Um but the movie really starts when we have that dinner party that I was talking about earlier. There's all types of famous people. There's an astronaut there who's getting ready to go to space. Uh, Reagan walks down the stairs in her nightgown, looks at the astronaut uh, at the party, uh, who again is about to go to space and says, you're going to die up there. (laughs) (laughs) It's a whole party and people are playing the piano and then everything stops and they all look at her. You're going to die up there. And then she proceeds to pee all over the carpet. And from this point, shit hits the fan. Yeah. <laughs> um, different part. I, I'm not going to go through the whole film, obviously, but different parts we see Reagan. Um, and this is actually, I guess this is just in a director's cut, which is the version I have. But And it later on just became the normal film. But doing what's called a spider walk down the stairs. Do you remember that scene? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, for those who don't know, basically the spider walk is you're bent backwards. I don't even know what you would call that. Uh, walking down the stairs on her hands and feet. Um, there's other parts. Reagan had spin spins during the exorcism. She spits out disgusting vomit, which was actually pea soup. Yeah. And there was a, in, in that same documentary I watched the, the guy who played the father, apparently the director of the movie was a big jerk and did a lot of things to make people uncomfortable. And I'll get into that in a minute. But that pea soup, he had told the the guy who was playing the father that the pea soup's going to hit you in the chest. And, but the director knew it was going to hit him in the face, and he wanted that natural reaction of the yeah. going in his face. So that guy had pea soup, which either way, vomit or pea soup, it, it both sounds disgusting. It looked bad too. Yeah, there's a very, very uh, <laughs> there's no other way to say this awkward, gross, disgusting scene where Reagan grabs the crucifix and masturbates with it that's awkward stabs it stab actually yeah <laughs> yeah and i think that's probably why they was wanting to rate it 
an X. An X yeah. Is that for that scene? Yeah. Well, that and then she says a lot of nasty things to this priest. <laughs> this movie has easily the meanest, most evil line in the history of film. Do you, do you remember what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll play it. Uh, but Reagan says, You enemy have no power over and the sound of iniquity be powerless to harm Your mother sucks cocks and hell, Karras, you faithless slime. So, yeah, that was great. And uh, no wonder this, you know, again, like my dad said, no wonder this movie was supposed to have an X rating. Somehow got through with an R. Um, to me, this has to be, again, probably top five most iconic horror films of all time. Um, but it, when it comes when it comes out, it's the scariest thing people have seen in a theater. Um, and again, you had shared your your story on it, but if you could give me an idea of your other favorite horror films, maybe your, I mean, and this might not be your favorite. It might be the scariest, but your, some of your favorite horror movies. Yeah, there there weren't really a whole lot. Um, there there was one that really stuck out that was uh, it was called vampire killers or pardon me your teeth are in my neck <laughs> and it was uh we seen it at the show house on, uh-huh. on the base at dugway and um <laughs> it was kind of a comedy horror but it uh-huh. was it was good i mean that really stuck out because it it was kind of cool it was a good movie <laughs> and then of course the one you and i used to watch when you were little um, Babbitt and Lou Costello meet oh, the yeah. mummy. Meet, uh, or the werewolf. Or the whatever. werewolf, yeah. yeah. Or Frankenstein. I don't remember. One of them. They, they, they were, were all, all three in, it. in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But as far as um, horror movies, yeah, I didn't really get into them back then because they were cheaply made. And yeah. I guess the only other, excuse me, the only other question I have here that I had written down is um, this movie is all obviously based off of a demon and, and an exorcist um, doing the exorcism on the little girl. But do you believe in demons? Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Um, in fact, I, and I don't, I've probably never told you this. I think I had actually had maybe a contact with one when I was little. Hmm. And it was uh, when we lived on the ranch. I had looked up the window, and there was a guy standing there in black with the black hat. And I, it scared me so bad I couldn't scream. I just got under the covers. Mm-hmm. Well, and you kind of think, well, maybe I would, you know, you're little, seen something. or Yeah. But, um, God, fast forward maybe 30 years later, I was up at mom and dad's, your mm-hmm. grandma and grandpa, and and uh, I was sleeping in bed, and I kind of rolled over and looked up, and there he is staring right at me and come down right at me, and, God, I Ooh. kicked. Covers and everything. Yeah. And God, jumped up out of bed, and Mom come running there. What the hell's going on? I said, some of a bitch is in here. <laughs> so that was the second time. It took that many years. And, Jeez. And at first, you know, I thought, well, it was kind of a, Something that maybe my mind made up, but when I'd seen it later in life like that. Mm-hmm. So the third time I'm thinking, I'm really in freaking trouble. <laughs> he's after me. You saw it a third time? No. Oh, okay. If I do, he's coming to get me. <laughs> then it's, it's over. <laughs> yeah, it's over. 
<laughs> but anyway, yeah, I do believe in them, and I, I believe that you can actually conjure them up by, well, I mean, some of the horror movies you've seen. Yeah. You've probably had some experiences. and Yeah, and, it freaks me out, you know, the demon spirits stuff. Spirits and ghosts. Yeah, I believe in all of it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I I, <clears throat> I, I don't, I haven't had a, I mean, you, you read and hear, because I've looked into all this stuff for years, but about possessions and demons, and I've never felt like I've had an experience with anything like that, but I, I felt like in the past I've had experiences where I've felt something was in the room or, you know, just weird things that really couldn't be explained either I was by myself or, you know, me and Hov, things that had happened here a couple times when I was younger in the house me and mom lived in in, uh, in West Valley. Like, there were some things there that were weird. That was a really old house. And I think the lady who had owned it, the, the, the couple that had owned it before us, they were really old, and I think the lady died there. And I just had a weird feeling. And in other places too, but I don't know. I, I, I do for sure think there's ghosts and spirits. I'm sure there are demons, but I don't ever want to find out the truth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, Dad. Well, thank you. This was a lot of fun. Um, you know, maybe at some point in the next five years, we can rewatch The Exorcist together. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, Dad. With commercials. Yeah, commercials, <laughs> beer, and popcorn, yeah, and, and a go. nap in between. All right. <laughs> I hope you guys all enjoyed that. One thing that I had uh, failed to mention when I recorded that with my dad was the rating system. So uh, I'll be rating all of these movies on three different factors, which is the acting, the score, because there's, uh, believe it or not, score is a a big part of horror films, um, and then the scare factor. So these are all one through five, one being the worst, five being the best. So in terms of The Exorcist, uh, I gave the acting a four. Everyone does really well. There are a couple of parts where you're like, ugh, that's bad. That's bad. But it's an older film, obviously 1973, so you're bound to get that a little bit. Uh, the score, a five, great music. Um, you know, certain parts are louder than others where it really has you with those jump scares. And then, you know, there's other parts where it's very, very quiet where it needs to be. Uh, and then the scare factor, a five. This film still holds up today, even though... A couple of the effects may be a little uh, iffy, but, you know, for example, when her head spins around, still can be scary um, in the right setting. But, you know, if you're watching it in the daytime, it may not be that creepy. It may look kind of fake because obviously it was. But anyways, great horror film. I wanted to start off with one of the best ever here, um, and I'll be laying out the rest of the movies for your 31 Days of Halloween on the Instagram at the Will Wonder Pod. And then um, each episode, I will have a guest to discuss a horror film. We'll review it and then give some other suggestions, which again, I will um, give quick reviews on the Instagram at the Will Wonder Pod. I'm also thinking of doing some type of giveaway because, again, I love this time of year. It's my favorite time of year. I love horror films. And, uh, you know, just want to share, share that with you all. So thank you for listening. Let's go ahead and get into roses. Give me my roses now. Don't wait till I'm underground. Give them the roses now. Don't wait till they're underground. 
Roses this week go to a guy that I've known for a little over 10 years now. Uh, he's a, a father to one of my best friends. Um, this guy's name is Mike Martinez, Michael Martinez, Miguel Martinez, I guess, depending on how you know him. Uh, but Mike had a stroke back in July, July 5th. Uh, and um, he's actually detailing his rehab and his fight back uh, on Instagram. So if you want to follow that, it's a very cool page. He, he, you know, shows a lot of what he's doing on his road back to recovery. The Instagram is stroke survivor Miguel, and I'll put the link in the podcast description, but something to definitely check out. Um, you know, he was a relatively healthy guy. The stroke came by surprise. So it was scary for everyone who knew him, scary for his family, uh, obviously, but man, he's, he's made a very powerful comeback. He's very strong willed. As you can tell, when you look at these videos and the different things that he posts on Instagram. Um, so I just wanted to shout him out, give him his roses, let him know that he's an inspiration to a lot of people, even though he may think, uh, may not know that he is. So thank you for sharing everything that you do, Mike, uh, and, and keep fighting, you know, pretty soon you'll be up on the mountain bike again, uh, with no problems. I'm, I'm sure of that. And, uh, you know, hopefully when you, <laughs> yeah, when you make it to that, uh, Vikings game with, 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 you know, little Mike, I guess we'll call him steady rock. We'll call him steady rock and we'll call him little Mike. Um, you know, hopefully the Vikings get the win for you. I think they're playing the Dallas Cowboys. So yes, absolutely. Mike, I hope they get the win for you, but again, keep fighting, keep pushing. You've really been an inspiration to myself, you know, just knowing that anything can happen at any time. You got to keep living your life, got to keep pushing. And then when those things do happen, you got to keep fighting to get to where you want to be. So shout out to you, Mike. These roses go to you. And uh, yeah, again, that Instagram is Stroke Survivor Miguel, and I will have it in the podcast description. All right, we're going to go ahead and head out. Once again, follow the pod on Instagram at The Will Wonder Pod. Follow me on Twitter at DJ Will Wonder. One more week to vote for the uh, Best of Utah City Weekly, and I'll have that um, link in the podcast description. And then lastly, don't forget to check out the Instagram each day for uh, the horror film reviews for the 31 Days of Halloween. All right, I think that's it. (laughs) See you guys next week. Peace.